Well, hello, hello, everyone. Morgan here, and thank you so much for listening to the Rogue Preparedness Podcast. All right, it's just me this week, and I want to talk to you about the crap that I believe when I first started prepping. And I think that this is a really interesting topic because we all start out believing certain things, you know, like we all believe just whatever, you know, like we get into the prepper community and we're like, oh, that prepper says that I need all this and I got to do that. And I've always been of the assumption that I'm going to give you tips and advice, but I'm never going to say you need this or you need that because all of our journeys are different. You may not need what I'm saying, you know, like I like to store buttermilk, you know, powdered buttermilk. And other people are just like, I can do without buttermilk. And that's fine. You don't need to prep buttermilk. (laughs) I say that I like it, but that doesn't mean you need to. Or, you know, like a lot of people prep like different types of flour. So like there's like gluten-free flour and all this stuff. Like people prep all different types of things. And the thing is, that's fine. There's no right or wrong. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. (laughs) Because, okay, let's face it. Prepping feels very overwhelming at first because of these people saying you need this, you need that. You know, you're not going to prepare without this. Prepping used to be even worse than that when I first started because it wasn't these days where there's where the prepper community is like huge and everybody's showing all their different ideas and they're talking differently now like they are actually busting myths just like I've been trying to do for the past forever and so here's some crap that I believed when I first started. I believed that you had to store beans and rice. So I never really cooked raw beans before I was a prepper, okay? That's the full honest truth right there. Because I just didn't eat beans. I ate canned beans, I like beans, and I eat a lot of canned beans. Because canned beans are really easy to make. You know, like I could eat them straight from the can if I wanted to. They don't take as much, they don't, you know, if you've ever cooked raw beans, you know that it takes a lot of water and a lot of time. And I'm like one of those types of, cooks that like likes things really quick you know what I mean so like I never bothered bothered with raw beans ever not not ever in my life my parents didn't I didn't if we had beans it came from a can and there is nothing wrong with canned beans in fact canned beans can actually last quite a long time can it last 25 to 30 years like dry beans probably not but that's not the point you know I think it's a very good idea that if you do eat beans in general to store beans. But then there's also different types of beans. Like I love black beans. You know, pinto beans are fine for like refried beans and stuff like that, but I love black beans. And so I store a lot of black beans and pinto beans. Those are pretty much the two beans that I store. And, um, but you know, at the beginning I was, I just thought you had to do it and I had never cooked it before. And so that was a big myth. Nobody told me I had to cook it. <laughs> it's so funny because like when I tell people like how to cook beans, they're like, oh yeah, I've stored beans, but I have no idea how to cook them. So that's the first lesson we need to learn. Whatever you prep, whatever you prep, you better first of all, enjoy it. And then you better know how to cook it. You know, 
I can't tell you how many people have told me that I store beans, but I have no idea how to cook it, you know, or I don't eat beans. Then why? It, we have gotten so ingrained by the prepper community that these are just the foods you store, period. But you, it doesn't have to be that way. And you can agree or disagree with me. That's totally fine. But I want you to just prep the foods that you eat. And that doesn't mean that you don't have to try new foods. No, try new foods. And learn how to cook the raw beans. Absolutely. Do that. That's a great idea. But until you learn, you know, like how to cook the beans or like, or, you know, even if you have a bunch of beans, I highly suggest, you know, learning how to cook with beans and seeing if it's something that you really, you know, want. Beans are not the only protein source that you can have in an emergency or disaster. It's just not. And we've been led to believe that it is. Now, is it an easy protein source? Absolutely, it is. But you cannot and I'm going to say this again, you cannot live off of just beans and rice. People say that you can, but you cannot. In fact, you, I think you need like one or two more items. I can't remember exactly what they are right now. I did a whole video about it a while ago. But you need a couple more items in there in order to fully get all of your vitamins and minerals that you need. As humans, we have a balanced diet. You know, we have the fruits and the vegetables and, and these kinds of things. And if we don't get these things, we will start to deteriorate. And you may think you're not, but deterioration could come from a variety of factors. It can come from your mind. It can come from your body. It can come from just not, you know, remembering things properly. It can come from so many factors. If we're not getting the proper you know, vitamins and minerals, then our body will definitely start to, to deteriorate. So you may be able to survive off of beans and rice, but I don't want you to survive. I want you to thrive. If you have ever seen the show uh, Alone, oh no, it's not Alone, it's uh, Naked and Afraid, you see very quickly how they deteriorate and how they become weak and, um, you know, their emotions totally change, you know, they become stressed, you know, they, they are very, you know, they lose a ton of weight because they're just not getting the food. But as preppers, we can store and get the food that we need. Okay. Everybody focuses on calories. This is crap that I used to <laughs> believe. This is number two. Stop focusing on calories. Just stop. Everybody focuses on calories. Yes, you do need a certain amount of calories, but the amount of calories that each person needs is going to vary wildly between each person. Like everybody in the prepper industry says, it like bases it on a 2,000 calorie a day diet. Holy moly, if I ate 2,000 calories a day, I'd be extremely overweight. Okay? Now, and, and you can't just say 2,000 calories because what calories are you consuming that adds up to 2,000? Is it a 2,000 calorie diet of a balanced meal or is it 2,000 calories of cinnamon rolls? See what I'm saying? They are not the same. But the prepper industry has made it sound like they are. They're not. But again, for me... I do not eat 2,000 calories a day. 
my husband might eat closer to 2,000 calories, absolutely. And if I am exercising or exerting myself more, absolutely, I will eat more. But I still do not go by calories. I do not want to store based on calories. It's not an efficient method for me. You know how much food you eat, right? You know how much food you consume when you have exercised more, right? You know how much food you consume when you've been at the fair all day and you're starving for dinner, right? You know how much you eat. You do. You know how much you eat. You know how much your family eats. And especially with kids that are growing, you're always going to have extra food around. You know what I mean? Just extra of the extra already. So, you know, everybody's different. And and that's another thing, you know, kids, they're not eating 2,000 calories a day. My kids don't eat 2,000 calories a day. They eat a lot, but it's it's different, you know? I think that um, you need to just look at the food that you eat. How much do you eat per meal? Like how many snacks do you eat? Just base it off of that. Make a menu plan and say, okay, well, I'm, we, you know, we normally go through a five-pound bag of rice a week, Right? So you store the five pound bag of rice plus an additional five pound bag of rice just as a little buffer, you know what I mean? But that's how I started doing it. Like I used to, I used to think that it had to be on calories and it was so tough for me because I'm like, I just, I don't eat that much and I'm perfectly healthy, you know, but I just don't eat that much. And... (laughs) And so once I started just prepping the foods that I eat and of the amounts that we eat, oh man, life became so much easier. So if you want to keep prepping based on calories, that's fine. It's not a big deal. Prep how you want, right? I'm giving another side of things in which you should just be prepping the foods that you eat with the amounts that you eat, plus a little bit of extra for buffer, right? All right. Some other crap (laughs) that I used to believe in is that um is all the like survival books when you look at a survival book you see books that are geared more towards like the north regions and if you're in a north region that's fine but I really got into prepping when I was in the south and a lot of that stuff just does not apply it just doesn't like Building shelter is completely different down here than it's than building shelter up in the north. There's just different resources. Wild edibles are different. Everything is different down here. So you have to take your resources and figure out how it's going to work for you. Learn the wild edibles of your area. Learn the shelter making for your area. You know, and, and you don't even have to do this survival stuff is what I'm saying. Like you, you should know how to find water, haul water, purify water, these kinds of things. And really, I do suggest that you get down to more primitive ways, but you want to get down to the primitive ways that work for you and your area. Because like all these survival books, they all cater towards the, the north and, you know, more woody areas. And it was very frustrating, you know, because like I just didn't, I did not vibe with it. And then I realized so much later on, it's because they're not speaking to my area. They're not speaking to how to really thrive in my area. 
And that's where a lot of people really get thrown. So I started looking for books for my area. You know, I'm not desert anymore, but I do still think that there's a lot of desert similarities here, you know, but we do go through like drought sessions. So what am I going to do if it's in the middle of summer and we need to haul water from somewhere? Where's the nearest water source? Nearest water source to me is probably going to be, I think it's like five or 10 miles. And that's a big variation there, but it's a little far. And so, you know, in the spring or summer, you know, it might be a little different, but I'm also collecting rainwater and all this other stuff. And people think that, you know, some of these things just aren't possible for their area, which it may not be. It may not be. I do think that collecting rainwater, rainwater is possible for every area, no matter where you are. And I say that because even in, during the desert, you know, monsoon seasons in the deserts, you can collect quite a bit of rainwater during that time. Now, will it get you through until the next monsoon? Maybe, maybe not. But also, you have to keep in mind that, like, there may not even be a good monsoon. Like, when we were there, there was, like, a terrible monsoon season. But then the next monsoon season was fantastic. You know what I mean? Like, way better than they had ever had before. So, yeah, every year is different, and we do have to plan for that as well. Okay, my point is, you got to know your area, you know? especially a lot of those wild edible books, they just never spoke to me because I was like, where are my wild edibles? I'm not finding any of these wild edibles here. And that's the same with gardening too. A lot of people get very frustrated with gardening because they don't see, they see just general guides, but general guides don't tell you how to work with your region. And I'm not talking about zones. I'm talking about just your general region how to garden in Texas, how to garden in Arizona, how to garden in Alaska. Those are all widely different places. How to garden in Florida, how to garden in Oregon, all widely different. Every single, and then there's every single region inside of the states that are different. All right, the next one I want to talk about is the lone wolf. This was something I truly believed. The way that you see people prepping is a very lone wolf mentality. And I get it. You know, like, as a prepper, you have a certain sense of, of security and safety that you have to keep in mind because when people are desperate and they know that you have something, they could come after you, seriously. And so we do have to keep a certain aspect of safety and security. And I know what you're probably thinking. You're like, Morgan... <sighs> Look at you, you're talking about preparedness on podcasts and YouTubes and Instagram. How much more public could you be? That's right. I walk a very thin line, a very thin line, okay? And you don't have to walk that thin line. You could just ingest information. You could share as much or as little as you want. But, you know, there is also the aspect of, you know, the internet basically has everybody's info of everything ever. So if you ever wanted to know anything about anyone, you could probably find it, you know, and that's, so that's just something that we have to come to terms with. There's really no perfectly safe place. And when you're thinking about the, I'm sorry, the lone wolf mentality, they act like they're going into the woods and they'll never be seen again. Everybody can be found. There is no secret place. Even in the most wilderness places of Alaska, you can be found. 
Um, I'm going to tell a quick story. I think, I think I've told this story before, but I just thought, I just think this is such a fascinating story. You know what I mean? That like this guy, these people discovered this little shack, like in the middle of no, like, like in the middle of nowhere forest. It was like a, a federal park or something like that. And it was just this shack that like looked living, like it had canned foods and it had a little bunk bed and like it was built up a little bit. It was like this just narrow little shack that kind of like blended in with the trees and stuff. And so people found it and they brought the ranger out and the ranger posted a note on it saying, you know, we're going to be taking this down. The next day, no joke, the next day, the entire shack and everything was gone. Gone. Without a trace. And it didn't even look like there were trails coming in and out of it. It was just gone, like poof. And, but, you know, like, I think it's pretty funny. I bet he just moved, like, uh, a few feet down, <laughs> right? <laughs> He's probably still there. He probably just moved, like, just a little bit <laughs> to the south or something. I don't know, whatever, but... <laughs> that's what I have to imagine. Like he just moved like a little bit. It's like, okay, this one's compromised. Let's move a little bit. <laughs> but he, he probably didn't think he was invincible, but he probably thought that he had a really good spot. You know what I mean? Um, but everybody can be found eventually. Okay. This, I'm getting to something here, but the lone wolf makes it seem like you're invincible. You're going to go to the woods. You are going to get your tarp shelter set up. You're going to get your little fire set up. You're going to get like your perimeter security set up. You know, like you're going to get everything set up. You're good to go. You're going to hunt some squirrels. You are good to go for life, right? But here's another aspect of that. Not only is that kind of unrealistic, but it's like actually extremely unsafe, I feel like, because you're kind of putting yourself out in the middle of nowhere. Sometimes being away from the crowd is good. Sometimes being in the crowd is okay too. Now, I'm not saying either one is going to be better than the other because they both have their advantages and disadvantages. And I think what we have to keep in mind when it comes to this stuff is that you're always going to be around people. So how are we going to deal about around these people? How are we going to deal with these people? But, but I have a family. I'm not a lone wolf. I have two kids, two dogs. We have some chickens. And then my husband. I'm not a lone wolf. And if I were to, to drag our whole family out into the woods, it's going to be miserable. Try to set up a, a, a tarp shelter for everybody. That's miserable. We can do that for maybe a day or two. A temporary shelter, maybe. But I plan for comfort. And comfort is something that preppers generally, they don't agree with. They just don't. Like, when you think about preppers, you think about, like, I'm going to carry the bare minimum. You know, like, I'm, I'm going to be miserable the whole time, but at least I'll be warm and I'll just survive. I don't want you to survive. I want you to thrive. This is the whole point of preparedness, is to thrive, not just survive. You can survive and get by for maybe a couple days, but after that, you need to be thriving. I mean, really, if you're not thriving, then you won't last too long in the situation, and that's the matter of it. So I want my family to thrive. So I look for comfort, a tent, 
fans, you know, like I'll take my solar generator and, you know, we'll, I'll truck it out to where I can, you know, get some fans going on us. You know, I, I prep the food that my children and my family love to eat because that's, because food is always going to be a comfort, you know, I make sure I always have coffee with us, juice, you know, think, you know, chocolates or candies, things that are going to make us happy, books, toys, whatever. Like, it's not a big deal. And, and it's become such a taboo. Like, oh, no, shh. How dare you talk about comfort and entertainment? Shh. Your wants are just as important as your needs. In fact, your wants are part of your needs. If you like makeup, then, then prep makeup. Who cares? My husband has contacts in his bug out bag. And while I think that's silly, he loves contacts. He wants his contacts in, and that's fine. I don't make fun of him for it, but I'm just like, mm, I would never do that. You know what I mean? But that's what I, yeah, I mean, shoot, from him to me, his bug out bag, from my bug out bag, two completely different worlds. His needs and wants are so much different than mine. And as a family, as a whole, I have to consider all of our wants and needs. They all have to be considered, every single one of them. So we can't keep looking at comfort as some taboo, unreachable, unattainable thing that we can't prepare for. You know, people always talk about like air conditioning and, you know, oh, if the air conditioning comes out, just suck it up. Actually, you know, you can try to create an alternative air conditioner. You can uh, get some fans. You can do, you can go jump in the pool. Like there's ways to relieve that, that heat. And it's the same with the cold, you know, just suck it up. It's cold. No, I'm going to get me a wood stove. You know, like I'm going to get some, my buddy heater going. I'm going to do things to make sure that our comfort is always taken care of. When you are comfortable, you are able to focus better. When you have foods that you enjoy, you're able to focus better. And being able to focus, have a clear mind, less stress, will help you move forward in any situation. Now, this is not to say that there won't be stress. This is not to say that it won't be hard. Because it could be challenging, you know, going through any situation that's going to be forcing you to change the way that you currently live, you know, forcing you away from modern conveniences, it will be a challenge. Absolutely. And we have to come to terms with that. But if we can make our lives easier, if we can make our lives just slightly more comfortable during those stressful times, it's going to help us keep moving forward. And honestly, like we lived off grid for two years and we wanted for nothing. Yes, we had to haul water. That was a little difficult. We had to do it all the time. You know what I mean? Like we did it like once a week and I was like, okay, got to go haul water. But gosh, it was even easier because we did it with our Jeep and a trailer and the 275 gallon and a pump and we had all this stuff because we made our life easier. Because we realized this is the easy way to do it. And we did it. That was the easiest way for us to do it. If we had to do it by hand, that would be way harder, way more miserable. 
especially in the heat or the cold or, or any sort of elements, you know what I mean? And so we have to keep these things in mind um, when it comes to just our overall preparedness. Our comfort is important. Comfort is not taboo. Comfort is a priority, period. Comfort is part of your needs. It adds, in, it adds into everything that helps us in our overall preparedness. You think you like comfort now? Just think about it in a stressful situation. You're going to be begging for that comfort, for that sense of, you know, normalcy, quote unquote. I truly believe that there's still a lot of work and like that that needs to be done in the prepping community to change people's mindset of it's not, you know, prepping is not just a bunch of acronyms. Like I hate the rules of three. I hate any other acronyms, the 10 C's or whatever the heck they are. I don't vibe with those acronyms because they don't tell me what I need. My everyday life, the life that I'm living right now tells me what I need. And I won't be able to have it exactly that way, but I'll be able to have it in some similar fashion. You know what I mean? Like my kids really like watching certain shows or something like that. So like I'm, I'm planning to, I haven't done this yet, but I'm planning to get a battery powered DVD player or even a plug in DVD player because I can plug it in with my solar generators and a bunch of DVDs so that we can continue to enjoy our shows that we enjoy because who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like who cares? It doesn't matter. We can keep enjoying the things that we keep enjoying. Like I said, I lived off grid for two years and we still had everything that we wanted. I still baked with my, with my KitchenAid. You betcha. <laughs> okay. Um, we still had a toaster oven. You know, I, the only thing I didn't have, which I really wanted was my dehydrator. But you know what I did instead? I made a solar dehydrator. Bam. I have, I was able to dehydrate still. So, you know, there's always alternatives to everything in order to continue to thrive. There's always solutions. There's always ways to make prepping fun because it is, because it's empowering, because we're, we're going through this and we're saying, oh my gosh, I can still have this. Even in a very stressful time, even when the lights go out, I can still do this. That's fantastic. I can still make my favorite meals even without electricity. I can still have my coffee. I can still watch like a movie. I can still play a board game. I can have light. I can do whatever I want. I can still take a little shower or a bath or something like that, you know, just to relax. I can do these things because I've prepped for it. So... I just want you to get the point across that, or I'm just trying to get the point across, not I'm just trying to get the point across, but you know, I'm just trying to help you understand that preparedness, it's not just, it's not just about your basic needs. It's so much more than that because in order to support those basic needs, you have to support your mindset. You have to support your physical well-being. You have to support your family. You have to support everybody and everything. And it all comes down to what do you want? Not just what do you need, but what do you want? 
I am standing here now and I am saying that your wants are as important as your needs. Period. If you can prep it, you can have it. It's like that real audio. Uh, I prepped, uh, I, uh, I saw it, so I got it, or whatever. I don't know. Uh, I failed that. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for listening. I hope this wasn't too much of like a like drill sergeant thing. <laughs> I just thought, I'm just very passionate about trying to break these walls down in preparedness of where people think that they have to do this or that. Just if you can prep it, then prep it. If you want to prep it, then prep it. Don't let anybody make you feel bad about it. It doesn't matter. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. I just want to, I'm here to encourage you. So please message me, send me a, send me your hate and send me your likes, but send me whatever thoughts you have on this. I would love to hear it. Thank you all so much for listening. Conquer tomorrow by preparing today. And I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.